Welcome to Let's Talk Tottenham, back after seven weeks. Can't believe it's seven weeks already. Hopefully people haven't forgotten about me. Uh, thank you so much for watching uh, and and as always, uh, please leave, leave a like and a subscribe as well. Really helps the channel and get your comments into the show. It's just me today riding solo. I thought uh, being seven weeks, a lot to talk about. People have already had their say and it's already old news now. Uh, so... I'll just give my uh, two cents on everything. And then on Monday, we'll be back, hopefully, with guests as well. So a lot happening with Spurs. But first things first, this, this is a, a Spurs channel. It's also a football channel. So we have to start with uh, Pele and Viali, uh, news of both of their passing. Uh, I, I'm too young to uh, uh, have seen Pele play, but no doubt about it, one of the best of all time, and quite rightly so, always in that conversation. Uh, winning the World Cup at such an early age and, and uh, how many World Cups he did win. And there's no doubt at all that players that came after him would have been influenced, certainly strikers would have been influenced by him. And you wouldn't have had some of the players that we've had that are influencing players now, like Harry Kane, without Pele influencing them in the first place. So huge, huge loss to football that. Um, and yeah, devastating news. And then Viali this morning as well. Uh, Pancreatic cancer. I had an uncle that passed with pancreatic cancer, so I, I can't stand cancer as it is, but I've got a special hatred for that type. I know how awful it is. And 58, uh, no age at all. Uh, not a fan of Chelsea, can't stand Chelsea, but yeah, rivalries aside at this point in time with, with news like this. Uh, he was a world, world star when he joined Chelsea as a player. A world star and and similar to when we got Klingsman world star coming to a team in the Premier League. And you just hear all the stories that you hear that people are telling Scott Minto, Graham Souness, and, and just not just a player manager, but a, a, a really, really nice person and just a humble person. So really sad to hear that as well. Again, 58 and, and pancreatic cancer. My uncle died of that. So I know how horrible and awful it can be. Um, but yeah, uh, not very nice at all. And Ian in the chat. How you doing, Ian? Uh, thanks for watching. Thanks for commenting. Please get your comments coming in. Really helps the channel. And hit that subscribe if you haven't done so already. So that that's the non-Spurs stuff, which we have to talk about because they are two giants of the game and, and just two horrible, horrible things, thoughts to all their families and friends, uh, Pele and Gianluca Viali. Uh, before we kind of move on to Spurs as well, there was a little tournament called a World Cup that went on. Christian Romero, our World Cup winner. So we've got two now with Loris as well, who won the 2018 one. Uh, and, you know, it puts to bed all the uh, questions, who's better, uh, Messi or Ronaldo? In my mind, I think uh, I saw Messi play uh, when he played Tottenham, Barcelona, and just um, but people say that Kane is unbelievable on his day. Messi was just, <sighs> yeah, uh, I mean, it, it was a great World Cup in terms of the football, in terms of the uh, circumstances surrounding it, absolute disgrace holding it there and, you know, wouldn't hold the, they wouldn't hold the Women's World Cup there, so therefore shouldn't really be able to hold the uh, man, Men's World Cup there either, I don't think. Infantino has said that he wants every country in the world to have a stadium named after Pele, and while that's a wonderful sentiment and, and everything like that, maybe get your own house in order first. It's football's for everybody. But you, you're holding a tournament in a country that, 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 that you know, 
it's prejudice against women and homosexuals. So may, maybe get your own house in order first before you start all of that stuff. Uh, although Pele does deserve some kind of recognition and, and constant recognition for what he's done in football. But yeah, the whole World Cup, the backstage of it, absolute disgrace. The actual football was superb and some giant killings and wonderful things happening. Uh, ben in the chat. How you doing, Ben? Uh, some wonderful things in, in the football inside. Uh, not so much for England. Uh, it's good to see Harry Kane has bounced back after that penalty miss. Uh, I can't remember him skying a penalty like that ever. Uh, my dad says he remembers him doing it for Spurs at one point. I don't remember that. Uh, but yeah, just really unfortunate. I think, not sure would have be, beaten Argentina. Um, it was almost messy on a mission to... to win that World Cup, even a hat-trick by Mbappe couldn't stop that. Um, what what I loved about Romero as well is Mbappe, there were pictures of him when Kane missed the penalty, kind of cheering and, and being over the top. And when he won the World Cup, Romero uh, uh, returned the favour to him. Uh, probably not great sportsmanship, uh, but, you know, <laughs> Mbappe did it first. Uh, but yeah, the World Cup, the football, absolutely superb. <sighs> got some injuries though we've got some injuries uh the charles and the big one um yeah out for another five five weeks or so which is a real big blow luckily kane didn't get injured luckily son didn't get injured benton curs got injured as well uh he came off in uruguay's last game so big big players that got injured thankfully not anything like i was fearing like a broken leg or anything like that or massively long term but still not great, not great. But yeah, World Cup is over now. Now we've got a pretty much uh, a game every three days for another month or two. Uh, so again, it's it's just what it was before, just too, too many games. And, and uh, you know, my worry is that the World Cup, the football was superb. So FIFA now, oh, it's okay if we have a winter tournament because that works and, and, in terms of the players, come come March, I think there'll be a lot of injuries because there'll be a lot of fatigue. Uh, people like ha uh, Harland, Kulisevsky, although he's had a week off, now he's a month off, and now he's injured again as well. Uh, we need him back ASAP. Uh, but they, they should be all right. They won't have fatigue. But your Canes, your Sons, your Hoybergs, your Bentoncurs, this is just Tottenham. Uh I think there'll be a lot of injuries and fatigue going on. So I, I really don't want another Winter World Cup. But, you know, it's not up to me and money talks at the end of the day. Uh, Kane's World Cup. I, I forgot to put this on as well for Romero, so we'll give him a little shout out there. Happy that he won the World Cup. Kane's World Cup and bounce back. Now, I was really worried he looked distraught, obviously. After that penalty miss, understandably so, understandably so. So I was worried he'd come back and a bit distraught. What I did like from Loris is he went over to him, consoled him, and then the, it came out in the news that literally straight after the game, Loris sent him a text message. So as much as uh, I've got my criticisms about Loris, certainly in terms of the football and, and, and his decision-making, captaincy-wise and leadership-wise, that was a, a, a top, top thing to do. So I'm, I'm really pleased he did that and didn't wait like a couple of days. And he did it while, while presumably in the middle middle of celebrating getting through to a semi-final of a World Cup as well. So I, I think that 
speaks volumes about his professionalism, and I'm sure Kane appreciated it. But Kane has bounced back. Goal against um, Brentford. Very unlucky not to get a penalty, and which would have been the best thing for him. You know, put that out of his mind by scoring a penalty straight after in the first game after. And he hit the post as well. And then against Palace, unplayable in that second half. So it doesn't look to have affected him, affected him too much. Whether it will, when we get a penalty and he takes the penalty, remains to be seen. But I, I would have thought that if it was going to affect him, we'd have seen evidence of that by now. Uh, Villa game, non-existent. But then you can say that about most of our team. But we'll get on to those three games a little bit later on. Uh but yeah, 18 months left on his contract as well. We're going to talk about transfers, Levy, Conte and everything. Uh, but yeah, that worries me. 18 months on his contract, the whole gentleman's agreement previously that didn't come to fruition. We saw his little sulk. So I think there's much, much more than meets the eye to this and will be certainly at the end of the season when there's a year left. Uh, do you cash in on your 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 your, your, your best player? Would you try and convince him to stay and then run the risk of that not happening and you lose him for free and lose any money that you would have got and he can go literally anywhere? At this moment in time, he can only go to teams that can afford him. And, you know, if people don't want him when he's free and only Chelsea do and he wants to play football and stay in the Premier League, will he go to Chelsea? He's Tottenham boy. Doesn't particularly want to upset the fan base, I wouldn't have thought. <coughs> Excuse me, had the flu over Christmas. That's why it was seven weeks, not six weeks, and it's still uh, uh, lingering about. Uh, so, yeah, would he go to Chelsea? I don't think he would, but if it was the only option available left to him and he wants that sheer of record, can he really afford to have, you know, four months off of not scoring goals and not playing in the Premier League? I'd be devastated if he went to Chelsea. Man United, I'd be pretty annoyed about, but uh, I wouldn't hate him if he went to Chelsea. It's another Sol Campbell for me. Uh, let me get a drink first. Otherwise, it's going to carry on for the rest of the show. That's better. Uh, so, yeah, so that remains to be seen. And a lot of, of, of his decision is going to be how we do in the rest of the season. What happens in January? What happens in the summer? What happens with Conte? There's a lot of ifs, buts, and maybes about Kane, but previously nah he'll sign he'll sign now not so sure not so sure and then we come on to that levy and conte seemingly at war uh probably a bit too too uh, extreme there uh at war maybe a bit strong but we've got conte saying in the papers uh, in the press sorry It'll only stay if the club show the right ambition that he wants and he's 100% confident of that. Other other comments saying that we're not uh, uh, going to win the league, which while, while she don't want to upset the players and everything like that, I think it's fairly obvious we're not going to win the league. So I don't think that's an unfair thing to say. Uh, if we were top of the league in Arsenal's position and he said, I don't think we're going to win the league because we're not good enough. I, I, I don't think that's the right thing to say. But at this moment in time, I think it is. In terms of Will I stay? Won't I stay? I don't think saying that in public helps. Uh, some of the players look like they're, they're, they're not that bothered sometimes. And I don't think him saying that in public helps. Say that in, in, in private to Levy, by all means, you know, 
if you don't back me, I will leave you in the lurch. And you've got fan base here that don't particularly like you. And this could tip them over the edge. I couldn't care less. I'll go win somewhere else. Say that to Levy in private by all means. But in public, not sure. Not sure. Uh, and like uh, Ian says, it's going to be an interesting few weeks. It's uh, Oh, maybe I shouldn't have done a show today with this cough. But when will it go? When will it go? I've got a tickle in my throat. Uh, uh, but yeah, it's going to be very interesting. And oh, God. Apologies. Apologies. It's going to be a theme of the show. Going to be a theme of the show. Bobby K. At work so just quick, quick drop to say hi have a great day everyone cheers bobby for watching really appreciate it and the comment yeah transfer window you've got conse who who wants to win leagues he doesn't want to win top four places he'd like to win an fa cup absolutely but his sights are, are higher than that he wants to win leagues champions leagues fa cups are nice but it's not the be all or end all and yeah, that's because I have had this and makes talking even worse. Talking makes it even worse. And that's the cough. Yeah. A lot of stuff going around. I had it since the 28th and it seems to not be going anywhere. Yeah. Same here, but you, you know, you get me put on mute and uh, rather than me prattling on. So it's not the end of the world if I start coughing. I didn't have anyone on, on here to obviously say my piece and also so uh, I could end it if it, if it was getting too much. But uh, maybe I should have had people on because then I could be coughing in the background while they're talking. But anyway. Uh, yeah. So Levy doesn't generally spend a huge amount of money and obviously Conte demanding all of this. Otherwise, I'll walk. Doesn't sound like an idle threat from Conte. It sounds like a promise. Wes, Pochettino, I'll leave. He's not going to leave if Levy, you know, doesn't do what he wants. So Levy has a decision to make. Give Conte what he wants or not. And history would tell you he's probably not going to give him what he wants. And if Conte goes, and, and, and well, if Levy doesn't show the correct ambition and Conte goes, I cannot see Kane staying. I cannot see him renewing his contract. And then you've got the issue... Sell him, cash in, or risk letting him go for free. Kane goes, his son going to want to go. I think he's got 18 months as well. We've seen their, their partnership and how, how much they like each other. If one of them goes, will the other one go, fuck this, I'm off as well. And that, there was a bit in the Villa game where it looked like Kane, lip reading, uh, was, oh, what's the fucking point? Now, that could have been a bad pass. It could have been a bad pass. Or it could have been the whole situation. We don't know. Uh, I just saw a, a five-second clip on YouTube, one of these videos that auto-plays. Uh, not on YouTube, on Twitter. One of these videos that auto-plays, you hover over it. So I don't know the context of it, but it's not good. It's not good. And do we cash in? And then if we do cash in and, let's say, get uh, 75 million for Kane, are we going to have a Liverpool situation where that gets put into the team and where we need it? Again, with Levy, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. There was a lot of... Uh, 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 I know Brian Daigle mentioned it. 
uh, about the stadium being listed as uh, uh, an entertainment stadium, a multi-entertainment stadium. I, I couldn't find that on the Spurs website, so I'm not sure where he found that, but I definitely saw it on, on his show. Uh, Tottenham Tour, make sure you check them out. What I saw on the Spurs website is it's Tottenham Hotspur's uh, football stadium, but the, the one that Brian showed didn't mention anything about the football. Now, in terms of it being a multi-national stadium and a multi-event stadium, I've got no issues with that at all because I think pretty much 95% of the fan base when it was being built knew that was the case, that it wasn't just built for the football, that it was built for other entertainment avenues, music, football, boxing, what have you, to generate extra money. I, I was under the impression it was to generate extra money, which was then going to go into the club. And that last part, I'm not sure that's happening. And if it isn't happening, that's what's winding me up about it. We're getting all this extra money. Two Guns and Roses gigs. We've got Chili Peppers coming up. We had Lady Gaga. We had a Tyson Fury match. We've got how many NFL games. If it's not going into the club, then that's where we've been sold a lie, I think. Because I was under the impression that it was going to go into transfers, into the club. However, you know, paying wages so there's more money, therefore not being spent on wages to go into the transfer kitty or this money just for the transfer kitty. So it's going to be a very, very interesting January. It's still early doors, but we're a month, a week in. We've got three weeks left. You'd have thought with our, our defensive problems, I'll talk about the Brentford game in a minute, which was ridiculous. But you'd think that, you know, during the World Cup, right, here's my list of players that I want uh, and, and positions that I want. Go out and do your stuff. And then we wouldn't have a situation where come, you know, the, the 20th of January, and we still haven't signed anyone. Now, there is an issue, obviously, and a potential, because I'm pretty sure we had it with Juventus last year, Kulisevsky and Bentico on the last day or the last days of the window. You can have them, but we need our players in first. I'm sure of that. I'm, I'm, I'm sure that's what happened there. And there, there's probably going to be an element of that in this January as well. But all we see, and, and, and these in-the-know nonsense Twitter accounts and everything who, who just write absolute crap to try and incite everything, don't help. You know, this player we're interested in, Porro, I think it was, the right wing-back from, I'm not sure where, Portuguese or Spanish club, I can't remember where. Uh, I, I read in, in on the same day that the club in question won 35 million uh, euros for him and 75 million euros for him. So, which is true, you know, and we're interested in him. We're looking at him. We're pulling out. We're, we're doing this. So they don't help. But, you know, the Spurs official can't really say anything because it's still another team's uh, uh, player. So you can't really come out and say, we've put a bid in duh, 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 for this. They've, they've rejected it because you've got to show some professionalism, some respect. I've seen what happened with uh, Enzo Fernandez at Benfica and Chelsea and, and the disrespect shown there. So you can't really do that as a Spurs uh, official thing. And Conte can't do that in press conferences as well. You've got to have respect because, uh, you know, if it was Harry Kane, we would be pretty annoyed with another club talking about him in, in, in official capacity. But we've got to sign some players, I think. And, and for me, creative midfielder, I know the defence is all over the place, but here's my reasoning for the creative midfielder being the highest priority for me. Back in the Pochettino days, and I don't want to get, oh, back in my day. Uh, back in the Pochettino days, the defence 
were superb. And they were superb because we had far, far better defenders than we've got now, possibly Romero excluded in this current crop. But we had a midfield that kept the ball and didn't put the defence under undue pressure. When we were under the cosh a little bit, Dembele, Eriksen kept the ball for about five, ten minutes, quashed any kind of momentum, and then we go again. Now, the, the pressure just keeps building, 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 building. You've seen even Virgil van Dijk, if he's under a huge amount of pressure for long periods of time, even his concentration levels can, can wane. So I think a creative midfielder, along with Bentenker, who's brilliant at keeping the ball, I think... It, it, it won't sort all our problems out because the defence is crap, as I say, and nowhere near the level of the Adaviral, Vertonghen, uh, uh, Walker Rose and Trippier as well after Walker went. Nowhere near that level. But I don't think it helps that we're constantly putting them under pressure by losing the ball and, and you know, playing a defensive game. We're an attacking team. Yeah, we, we're a good counter-attacking team. But again, under the Pochettino, I think that's the proper Spurs way of playing. Attacking teams, keeping possession of the ball. When we don't have the ball, then we can break because there's the option there. But it's keeping the ball, keeping the possession, grinding teams down. Certainly the weaker teams at home and away, grinding teams down. And we've completely lost that. Under Mourinho, uh, you know, a sit back and counter. You know, he can do that at Chelsea because he had the players there who were capable of sitting back, keeping a lead and then breaking. Tottenham, he hasn't got that. He didn't have that. And he never had that and he was never going to have that. So we've got to start playing back into to our way of playing. And to start, we need a creative midfielder. James Madison, someone like that. You know, whether that's him, I'm not sure that. How you are uh, from Leon. I'm not sure if I've butchered his name or not. He's free in the summer. Bob Spur, Bob Spur TV, big shout out to him. He put a list on uh, uh, YouTube and Twitter of all the players who are free this summer he was one of those so again we you know with the cane do, do, do you cut your losses and sell him you've got to sell him for a little bit of cut price because people aren't going to pay an absolute fortune because they just wait a year and they get him free same with how you are you know don't know what he's worth let's say he's worth 50 million all right here's 25 million he's got less than a year left on his contract and, and then you get a quality player we did the same, you know, Basuma, regardless of how he's done with Spurs, at Brighton, he was superb. So 35 million was a snip for the, for the player that played at Brighton. Uh, ignore the fact how he's played with us. Because his contract was running out as well. So I think a creative midfielder is essential, is essential. And then the next one on my list, right wing back, because... Or is it? I, I don't know. Uh, no, uh, uh, scrap that. Central midfielder, creative midfielder, then a central defender, a top quality central defender. I play football manager a lot and Chelsea have just signed that baddest Shile or, or whatever his name is. He's superb on that game. Whether he's good in real life, I don't know. 35 million, good. But the issue there is he's 21, so he's not ready to come straight in. So that's the issue there. Even though he's full of potential, at 21, and he could be the best thing since sliced bread. He's unproven. We need someone who's proven and a leader in there. I'm not sure. Bastoni is the obvious choice. He ain't leaving into Milan. He would be. He'd been gone by now if he was leaving. Uh, whether Con if Conte signs a new contract, that could change. But again, I'm still not sure. I'm still not sure. But we need a central defender and then the right wing back. I think Doherty can do a job up until the end of the season. But again, 
doing a you know you want to win leagues champions leagues you know doing a job ain't good enough you need players in there who are completely adept and qualified to do their job and do it well rather than yeah put him in there he can do a job that that's not good enough that's not good enough so we still need a lot we still need a lot we've got a little bit of a core now you know Romero he's the one that you build your defense around okay he's our central defender we're building it around uh, we were blessed in the Pochettino time. We had two of them, Outfield uh, 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 and Vertonghen. Uh, but Conte needs to decide what kind of team he's playing. And, and this Palace game, you know, the dross in the first half and then the swashbuckling and just looking like score at will in the second half. Where, 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 where the hell? <laughs> <coughs> Made myself cough with the absolute shock of, of what happened. Where the hell did that come from? Uh, uh, Jacob was on Tomley's channel, Hotspur Hood. Make sure you check that out as well. I think his name was Jacob. If not, I do apologise. Don't know his surname either, so I do apologise. He was speculating that Conte goes out to defend. Didn't work. Okay, second half, go and see what you can do. And then we obviously blow Palace away. Yeah, I think he's got a point there. There's got to be something. Conte is so stubborn and... Obviously, Levy has to take a lot of the flack for what he's done and not done. You know, I go back to Pochettino again. He wanted Mane. We got Ng or, or Nkudu, one of the two. He wanted Rinaldon. We got Soko. You know, Pochettino, as the manager, has told the chairman who he wants, and the chairman goes out and gets someone else. And there's hundreds of stories I would imagine from different managers. Same with Ednap. You know, he 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 wanted a. Uh, 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 Suarez, I think, uh, when he was at Ajax. And then Levy goes out and buys Luis Saha. So he's got to take a huge amount of flack for that as well. But at the same time, Conte is an elite coach, and there's no doubt about that. So coach the players that you've got. And I, I've got... He, the, the stubbornness and and it, it, it's starting to wind me up a little bit. And if he's not going to play... Not the Tottenham way, but the, the, the way that we are obviously getting results, which is attacking teams. And he's just going to sit back, similar to how Jose does. I don't think he's long for Tottenham. And and, and Levy, if, if he's not going to sign a contract, we're in a stalemate here. You know, I won't sign a contract unless you show me that you're ambitious. Or Levy will just say, well, I'm not going to give you a shitload of money if you're just going to leave us after a year. So you've got to sign a contract. <laughs> where Where... Someone's got to uh, give, and these are two people who will not back down at all. Not back down at all. So, who does it help? It helps nobody. It doesn't help the club. It doesn't help Conte because he's not getting assurances. It doesn't help Levy because he's not getting assurances. It doesn't help Kane because he's in a team that is going to do fuck all and he's not going to win anything apart from a golden boot, maybe, and Jimmy Greaves' record. And, you know, he's two off that now, I think. Is it two off or three off? I can't remember. But, wouldn't it be lovely for him if he gets that in the Arsenal game and a winning goal at that? Uh, he's going to break it this season. And then, you know, has he achieved everything he can at Tottenham? Because let's face it, we ain't going to win the league with this current crop. And unless something changes, or we get hugely lucky with the youth, or Levy puts his hand in his pocket, or we get taken over, I can't see how we're going to progress and start with winning leagues um yeah uh, 
something's got to change and it doesn't help anybody. So they're both to blame. Levy has obviously got a huge of a lot of blame. And and I'm Levy out because I think it's time that he moved on because if he isn't, you know, with a cash cow for him, whereas I've always said, I think he's done a brilliant job as an off the pitch chairman. He's made us financially very secure. You know, I'm slightly too young to remember. My dad told me, you know, Irving Scholler, uh, we almost went bankrupt. Alan Shearer saved us and we weren't particularly profitable under Alan Shearer. Enoch, Levy, Joe Lewis, whoever you want to call it, all three have made us supremely profitable in this stadium is evidence of that as well. But you've got to do two things as chairman. You've got to make yourself profitable and you've got to make yourself successful on the pitch. And the on the pitch stuff, barring a couple of really good seasons, lucky seasons where we were punching with Pochettino, hasn't been good enough. Hasn't been good enough. So take your money. Take your money. Give it to someone else. Uh, but then that runs the risk of, you know, you get all the 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 Arabic uh, countries and, and everything like that who take you over. Uh, and then you lose. You just become another one of those, another City, another Chelsea, another PSG. Uh, so you've got to be careful on there. But just spend the money. Just give Conte what he wants. Conte isn't going to be asking for Mbappe at £200 million. Because he's not stupid. He's not going to be asking for that. He's going to be asking for a top quality defender, presumably right back as well. Uh, uh, Ian has said here, Skriniar and De Vrij, both older, but contracts running down. Is that the issue? We, we've heard Conte say as well, you know, the, the club's philosophy is young players and, you know, where's, you can't just have that. You can't, I, I, I know Alan Hansen famously said you won't win anything with kids, but that Man United team had about four or five kids and other older heads as well. It wasn't a team full of 20-year-olds. You had the Brian Robsons. You had the Roy Keynes. You had the Eric Cantona. You had the Peter Schmeichels. You had the Steve Bruce. Older heads. You need older heads to help those young players get through. And you need a mix. You need a mix. So a, c- a couple of people like that would not go amiss at all. Certainly in that, that defence until we get that sorted out and get a, 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 a kind of new Vertonghen and Alderweireld in terms of two top, top, top players at the top of their game who aren't particularly old. Uh, and Ben mentions in terms of what I was saying. Um, Aston Villa asked 50 million for Grealish, Levy off his two and Josh Onimer. Uh, absolutely. I mean, it just... What the fuck is 15 million when you're making God knows how much on stadiums and, and, and events? Just spend 15 million. And and that, you know, if, if Pochettino said, I want Grealish, go get Grealish for 15 million if that's what they want. It, it, it's a no-brainer. Just go get him. That's what your manager, your most successful manager in your era and certainly in our era since Bill Nicholson has asked for. He deserved, you know, to be... to. And Marnet as well. Only 30 million from Southampton at the end of the day. What's that? Nothing. Uh, so, yeah, Levy has got to start listening to the managers. And, and, and you know, brilliant businessman. Like I say, he's done brilliantly well getting us financially stable and everything like that. Fuck off from the football inside. Leave that to your manager and your, your uh, uh, director of football to sort out. Uh, if they ask for too much money, I want this player for uh, 300 million. Then you can step in and go, no, 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 we can't do that. I want this million, uh, player for 20 million. Okay, fine. You go talk to him. Here's the plane ticket. That's what's going to happen. Conte has obviously got his list of players. 
he's probably got a list of about 10 players. And, and, and you know, even if this was a, a Man City's chairman, probably not going to get all of those 10. And, and that's fine. Maybe all of those 10 in the next year, including this window, I think that's acceptable. Give Conte some assurances that you're going to go and get the players that he wants. Otherwise, I what I can see here, I, I said when Conte was appointed, 18-month contract, Poch had 18 months left at PSG. After that 18 months, Conte will go, Poch will come back in. And I've got a horrible feeling here that January isn't going to be what Conte wants. All right, fuck this, I'm off. To appease the fans, which is what the Conte appointment was in the first place, you know, after the Nuno debacle and then the Man United performance, Conte was brought in to appease the fans and it worked for a little bit. And I think fans, the fans are starting to see through that now. Poch will be in, brought in to appease the fans again. And I love Poch. Too early for him. Still got the same chairman. Still most of the players that kind of sold him under the bus as well. Too early for him. Too early for him. But I can see that happening. I can see that happening. And then we're stuck in another limbo again. I mean, Poch will go into the youth. Harvey White, I think, is creative. And I think he will... Um, Get a shot under Poch. A big shout out to him as well, um, Harvey White. Brilliant for him getting his uh, Premier League debut in the last few minutes against Palace as well. Uh, Alfie Devine is another one. I, I think if Poch came in, Alfie Devine very quickly would become one of our, our key players. Uh, Dane Scarlett would be given a chance as well. And let's not forget Dane Scarlett's in a similar situation to Kane was, you know, little unknown, been on loan. And then, you know, what Kane's done isn't... Uh, the worst thing in the world is it but too early for Poch and I think that's what will happen so my uh, uh you know Conte gets a point in 18 months down the line Poch is back in it's starting to look lightly for me again and while I love Poch and want him to come back not yet not yet but I think that's what will happen unless Levy cops up does what Conte wants but then Conte also has to stop being so stubborn in my opinion and you know, I, I, I'm not saying Conte out at all, but you can still have a, 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 a criticism of, of someone that you you really like in the club. I think that Palace first half, god-awful. Second half, we attack them. That's how we go and win. Get, you know, Man City away, you have to sit back and counter. Uh, if you go toe-to-toe -to -toe them, you're going to get killed. Same with Liverpool. So that's fair enough. But against teams like Aston Villa sitting back, not a chance, not a chance. You've got to be attacking them. They they sat back in that entire game, first half. We had two shots. Absolutely ridiculous. Uh, comment from Ben. Any coincidence that we've turned some of the most respected director of footballs into failures? Baldini, Paratici, Paul Mitchell, even Steve Hitchin were very well respected. Yeah, I mean, that, that, that speaks, doesn't it, Ben, that, uh, you know, you're the director of football, but I'm in charge and you're doing what I say. You're a puppet, which you'd be the fucking director of football. You'd be the manager if you're that way inclined. Don't don't put people in who, who you're just going to throw under the bus, you know. I know they don't care about the football. They care about the money, but... It's got to be a bit both. Got to be a bit both. And the supporters' trust has written to him today, saying they're not happy with some of the fundamentals, and uh, they will uh, relay the the response that they get. I'm not expecting anything from the club. I'm not expecting anything from Levy, which will speak volumes. Silence speaks volumes. But he's got to at some. He's got to go and meet them. You know, 
he won't care. He's the chairman. He makes a lot of money. You know, if everyone at the club hates him, I, I know at Palace there were a lot of, um, uh, we wouldn't leave you out, but we were obviously away. So it wasn't in the volume that it would be at home. But I think uh, Arsenal, there'll be a lot of that. There'll be a lot of that. We are at home as well. Uh, be very interesting, very interesting. Um, but Levy's got to speak to them. He's got to speak to them. And, and I don't know what he says, but he's got to at least speak to them because that at least shows willingness. If you just ignore them, it just shows that you don't give a shit, which I don't think he does. So we're in a real, real, real interesting situation. And and the whole Kane and the, 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 the contract situation, uh, it was on Tommy's show. There was a little debate on whether the gentleman's agreement actually happened. Uh, so I think Jacob said yes. Uh, Justin said yes. Justin Coder, how are you doing, buddy? Uh, and Tommy said yes. And Gareth said he he's he's thinking more and more and more that it wasn't a thing. <clears throat> I think it was a thing. I think. I. <sighs> If there wasn't anything there and then Kane wasn't allowed to leave, I don't think he'd have thrown his toys out of the power. I think there was something there that was said that you can leave. If we don't do this, we don't do that. And a bid comes in. The problem is, uh, I don't think the bid was was labelled. I don't think there was a number on it. So Man City offered, I think, 70 million. And Levy has said, if a bid comes in, you can go. But obviously, 70 million is far, far too small for someone who's got three years on his contract and is Harry Kane. But if Levy had said, if a hundred million pound bid comes in, you can go. That's quantifiable then. So I think the issue is Kane thought it was any bid, but it's obviously quantifiable in Levy's head, but they haven't clarified the, the quantity. But either way, Kane, I think feels he was lied to. So he's not going to trust Daniel Levy now, unless something concrete is there to say, we are supporting the team. We're going to go and win leagues. And even then, I, I, I still can't believe that someone of Kane's calibre didn't get a, a, a release clause put into that contract like Grealish did. Grealish went to Man City because £100 million buyout clause, release clause, sorry. Man City met it. OK, well, you can speak to him. You have to. That's the law. And then Grealish wanted to go. I'd be amazed if, well, I'd be amazed if Kane signs a new contract. I'd be even more amazed if he does and he doesn't put some kind of clause like that in. Strictly for Kane, he is a Spurs legend and he is going to be the leading scorer of all time because he's going to beat Jimmy Greaves' record, hopefully against Arsenal, like I say, but certainly this season. And so he will be in Spurs folklore. So what do you do then? Do you go for free? Again, if he goes to Chelsea, he's tarnished any kind of reputation he's got, and he will be hated by the Spurs fan base. Even if uh, Spurs fans, including me, where if Chelsea are the only one on the table, you go play golf until someone else comes on the table or you sign a contract with us. If he goes to Man United, annoying, very annoying, but at least it's not Chelsea, Arsenal, someone like that. But then uh, there will be some in the fan base that if he does leave and runs his contract down, that will hate him as well. Uh, you know, you owe us. We, we've given you everything you've got. You owe us. So he may, I, I can see him maybe doing a Michael Owen situation where 
Michael Owen left Liverpool, but he made sure that they got some money. It's 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 not his fault that Liverpool only accepted eight million. So <coughs> so I can I can imagine I'll sign a contract, but the release clause is like 70 million, 50 million, something like that. So at least you get some money out of me. Uh, but it's, it's it's a tricky one for Kane because he I I I He'll get Jimmy Greaves' record. He wants Shearer's record. So I don't think he's going to Madrid, PSG, anywhere like that. I think he's staying in England, whether it's with Tottenham or, or someone else. But I think he also cares about what Spurs fans think of him. So if he goes, I, I don't think he'd go to Chelsea. I think he would just, okay, well, I've got Jimmy Greaves' record. That'll do me. If I don't get Shearer's, I'm not going to Chelsea. But yeah, it's a real, real interesting one. Real interesting one, I think. Uh, and watch this space. Watch this space. Now let's talk about the three games. Brentford, uh, good comeback. It was a good comeback, but it was a fuck all, fucking awful game to have to make that comeback. Uh, again, didn't start. Didn't start. And then we go 2-0 down. The first goal was awful. Uh, second goal, even worse. Uh, not really sure what Dyer was doing. Probably just being Eric Dyer. Uh, no one near him. You can control the ball. You can chest it and 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 then clear it, slicing it, and then the marking was just non-existent. Uh, second half, completely different team again. Uh, it's got to stop, hasn't it? It's, I mean, we've been saying that for months now, but it's got to stop. Where is the Spurs that we saw at the end? You know, the last half of last season when we amassed twenty-seven points out of thirty-three and fired ourselves into the Champions League. You know, like the Leicester game where we needed to win, needed to draw, sorry. Let's just take it to them and kill them. I know they were relegated and they were a lot worse off than uh, Brentford are this season. But the the mentality, just kill them off, kill them off. Yeah, maybe there was a bit of a, a, a lag from, from the World Cup and players tired and we didn't have Bentecourt, we didn't have Kulisevsky. No, we did have Kulisevsky, we didn't have Bentecourt, uh, we didn't have Vicharlison. But I mean, come on, uh, yeah. We're fighting for top four again. We're trying to keep up with Arsenal, so hopefully when they have their dip, we can pip them. Uh, we don't want another St. Totteringham's day, but it was a good comeback. Should never have ever got to that stage. Should have had a penalty as well. I'm not sure why that wasn't given, but again, even if we were one three two, even if we had won 3-2, we still would have had to have made a comeback. Unbelievable, unbelievable. Uh, and then we come on to the Villa game. I mean, oh, I mean, the less said about that, the better, but we'll talk about it a little bit. I mean, absolute shocking. That was where my illness was at its worst. I couldn't get up in the morning. It took me ages to get up and, and a real struggle to get up. And then I watched the Spurs game and then be like, wished I was back in bloody bed. Villa came there to defend, and certainly in that first half, sit back, defend, and we had two shots at goal. Uh, Again, back in the Pochettino era, you know, the, the creative players that we've got, the the, the, the possession base, the dominance in midfield, we'd have had at least 10. And I'd have been very surprised if we didn't score. Uh, and then, that, you know, them getting into half-time, nil-nil, and, and us not really laying a glove, gives them a lot of confidence. OK, we can express ourselves a little bit more. And then they go and get their goals. Um, absolutely shocking. Oh dear. Uh, Loris again. 
said with transfers, my, my, my priority list, we need a new number one for next year. I love Loris and what he's done. He's been a terrific servant. But he's not number one. He's not world-class anymore in my book. And uh, you didn't really see that shot late. And he's palmed it straight out. Uh, Ollie Watkins did brilliantly to regain his composure and lay, lay it on for whoever scored. But should never have even come to Ollie Watkins at all. Should never have ever come to him. And, uh, yeah, we need a new goalkeeper. And, and uh, I, I was hoping we'd have a new goalkeeper now who'd be fighting for him for number one. So when he does hang up his gloves, got someone who can just come in. Isn't the case. We're going to have to buy someone and then hope he fills his, his gloves. Uh, and it's a similar situation that Man United had when Schmeichel left. Someone who, had, and don't get me wrong, Loris has been superb. But when Loris came in, we had Brad Friedel, who was a top quality goalkeeper. Loris had to earn his stripes to get in there. And if he ever dropped, Friedel was there to come back in until Loris completely claimed that number one jersey for himself. That's what I was hoping, but that's not going to happen. So who would we get? I mean, uh, Jordan Pickford has been named. Please, God, no. He regularly palms shots out into the middle of the pitch. Yeah, he can play with his feet, which would be a massive uh, step up in Loris on that department. But your your first job, your primary job as a goalkeeper is to stop ball going in the back of the net. And you stop that by making saves and you do that by making saves and getting them out of danger zones. You put them out for corner, out for throw. You don't stick them back into the penalty spot, which he does regularly. So for me, not, not Jordan Pickford. I wanted Nick Pope. He's obviously gone to Newcastle. Diogo Costa from uh, somewhere in Spain. I can't remember who. He'd be a good shout. But again, this ain't going to be cheap. This ain't going to be cheap. You're not going to get a top quality goalkeeper for like the 10 million that we got lorries for. You're going to spend at least 30. And if you want a top, top, top of the range, 60, 70, like Allison. Uh, so, yeah, it's going to be, should have done this earlier. Should have done this earlier. But anyway, the Villa game. The midfield, uh, lacking Kulisevsky as well, was a huge, huge miss. Uh, he's not only creative, he's positive. So, in, in a team that are sitting back and passing back, He'll get the ball. He'll go forward. Other people will join him. So him him not there is a huge, huge miss. FA Cup, that's fine. Hopefully he can be back there, play a cameo half hour, get some fitness in, and then go and kill Arsenal uh, the following week. Uh, and then, you know, he did well against City last time, so hopefully he can do that again. We need to get him fit. Need to get him fit. We really need Benton Kerr as well, but Kulisevsky is even more important, I think. Uh, and then we come on to the Palace game. We've all kind of talked about it, but the first time, I, I, I recognise the team in the first half, second half. Who, who, who's this team in white? I, I, I've not seen them for four years. This is what we need to do. This is what we need to do. And, and <clears throat> attack teams, attack teams. Uh, it, it would have been a completely different game if Palace had have scored uh, when they were all over us at the, the middle to end of the first half, because I think our confidence would have dropped. Uh, and we wouldn't have come out, you know, still level, still level, and then still all to play for. And Palace would have got the, the, the noses in front, smelt blood, and then they could have easily got a second. So we got lucky in that respect. Lovie's made a wonderful save. Say, you know, instinctive saves, superb. Decision-making, god-awful. So that's where we need a new goalkeeper, I think. Yeah, that Palace game, and 
I don't understand the complete change why we didn't play like that in the first half. First five minutes of that first half, we looked like we were bang up for it, closing them down, and then that suddenly stopped. And then Palace got on top, and then they had all the possession, a couple of chances. Didn't really trouble Lloris apart from that one effort that I've mentioned. Uh, and then the Harry Kane show took over. Uh, brilliant cross from Perisic as well, I have to say. Brilliant cross. He's probably, other than Kulisevsky and Kane when he's out wide, our only good crosser of the ball. Uh, uh, Emerson, I'm not sure, understands the meaning of the, of the verb to cross, uh, let alone being able to cross it. Doherty, I don't think, is too bad, but he doesn't get in that position often enough. Uh, Sun is really off the boil. We'll talk about him in a bit as well. Uh, but yeah, the Kane show took over. His second goal, absolutely superb, unstoppable. And while we're on the subject of the Palace game and players who have really stepped up, I haven't got a picture. But he'll, in particular, let's start back with him. Is he worthy of a start against Pompey? Absolutely, absolutely worthy of a start. And, you know, it was his ball to Perisic. <coughs> Easy ball out to Perisic for the first goal. But, you know, how many times have we said, certainly about players, Easy ball and they've messed it up. And recognised that Perisic was in space. Perisic did the rest. Uh, the second goal, lovely pass zipped into Kane. And and brilliant touch by Kane for the control and then the finish instinctive. But yeah, Hill deserves huge credit for that. I know Ian Wright was full of praise for him on match of the day uh, after the game when he was doing the punditry and, and, and what have you. There's a player in there. There's a player in there. He's a little lightweight. So it might be the best thing to play against Portsmouth because that would be the kind of team he'd be playing against if he was on loan. And obviously it's Portsmouth as well. So Dane Scarlett's got a point to prove there. So even if he scores, not the end of the world because it will show the, the club what we've got there as a striker. But obviously I want to win. But Hill, little lightweight, little lightweight. So if he bulks up, he's got the skills, he's got the confidence because he does try and take people on. And then he just needs... Uh, performance or goal or whatever to, to to give him the confidence. So hopefully this will go some way towards that. And then Papi Saar as well. Kept the ball nicely. Uh, didn't give it away. I know Palace were, were done by then, so they're probably not closing down as much as they would in the first half and while the game's level and there for, for both teams. But he didn't do himself any harm at all. Uh, I thought he played quite well against Villa as well, keeping the, keeping it ticking, trying to make things happen. So those two, I would definitely be starting against Portsmouth. See what they're about from from the start of a game. Give them sixty minutes. Kulusevski is there. Sixty minutes. Take Hill off. Bring Kulu on. Give him half hour to to strut his stuff, get his fitness up. Then unleash him against Arsenal. That's what I'd do. Um, but yeah, and 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 Saar, stick him in the middle. Give Hoiberg a rest. You know, uh, Basuma can be your, your little holding player. And again, if Bentenker's ready, an hour, bring him on. Then unleash him against um, Arsenal. Because uh, we have to beat Arsenal. We have to beat Arsenal. We can't have them. I can't have them winning the league. Uh, fine if they beat us in the league, but do not win the league. I mean, that would be unbearable. They'll be... Oh, we'll never hear the end of it. Never hear the end of it. And... They've got a tricky run of games coming up. They had uh, Newcastle, which they drew. Dropped points there. Man City have clawed two back. 
Uh, and they've got Man United, who who are no mugs at the moment either. And then North London derby at Tottenham, which we saw what happened last year. And it's all about who wants it more, who wants it more. Uh, if they can get through those two games now with two wins, I think they'll win the league. But I, I don't think they will. I think they'll drop points, whether that's Man United, us or both. I'm not sure. I think they'll drop points and I think T- City will take advantage. Obviously, hopefully not too much advantage because they do have us, Man City, and hopefully we can beat them. Uh, hopefully that's when uh, Arsenal play United and both one Manchester club wins against Arsenal and another one loses against us. But certainly that North London derby is huge. It's absolutely huge. And we can put a real dent in Arsenal's uh, campaign. Uh, So, yeah, that's what I do. Uh, Hill, Saar, not done themselves any harm at all in, 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 uh, well, in Hill's game against Palace and Sars cameo, stick him in, stick him in, stick Harvey White in as well. But we're not going to win the league. Barring some kind of miracle, we won't win the Champions League. We can't win the Carabao Cup. This is a chance of silverware. So I, I, I wouldn't be putting your full second side out. But I wouldn't be putting the full first 11 out when we've got Arsenal next. But... It needs to be a strong team. It needs to be a strong team to go and win. Because this is a, a chance, certainly if, if teams go out. I think it's uh, Chelsea versus City, I think, in the Cup as well. So one of those teams is going out. So you never know about giant killings as well. Chance for us to win silverware. So we can't take it lightly by putting you know our Europa League uh, squad out. But I would be giving chances to people who have impressed, like Saar, like Hill. Certainly, that's what I'd be doing. But let's hope we can beat Portsmouth and then Arsenal. Uh, and let's just hope Levy throws a curveball and actually does stuff to help the team and help Conte. And Conte, in kind, can play the way that we we, 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 we play better, which is attacking teams, not just sitting back and waiting for things to happen, rather than going and making things happen. Uh, and Portsmouth is... The first step of that. So let, let's just hope we can pick up the win against Portsmouth. A nice, good victory. Good for confidence. And on Sun, I forgot about Sun. His goal against uh, uh, Palace, obviously deflected. But the amount of bad luck he's had this year, hopefully that's a, a, a changing of the guard in that respect. That where he was getting bad luck, he's now going to get good luck. And it can give him a bit of confidence. Because there were times when he was one on one and he looked like he didn't know what he was doing. Whereas when have you ever said that about Sun before? You know, one on one, didn't know what he was doing. He looks so assured normally. So hopefully that gives him a bit of confidence. I'd start him against uh, Pompey. Wouldn't necessarily start Kane. Sun up top, go get yourself some goals, get your confidence back up. Because, and again, unleashed against Arsenal. That's what I'd do. Uh, but that's pretty much it for today. Uh, just my kind of two cents on the last seven weeks being that I've not been here for seven weeks. Uh, everyone else that you see on streams and has been on here in the past has obviously had their say on that on other streams and, and everything like that. So I want to just give my taking less than an hour uh, on everything. And then Monday we'll be back looking at the Arsenal, uh, uh, the Pompey game and looking forward to the Arsenal game. I think that's first. It might be Man City, though. Yeah, it might be Man City. Looking forward to the next uh, 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 Premier League game with guests, hopefully. So it won't just be me. And yeah, and then back to normal. So Fridays, 12.30 p.m. UK time. Mondays, 7.30 p.m. UK time. Uh, Chris's Magic as well. 
If you like a little bit of magic, that's my kind of side hustle. If you like a magic trick, every Wednesday, 7.30 p.m. UK time. That's when it drops. It's not live, so it just drops uh, and it's available to view. So please check that out. And you've heard me say Tottenham and Tour, Hotspur Hood, Bob Spur, Shelfside Spurs Show, uh, Ben's, uh, well, Ben's Coffee Company, but he's also on Tottenham on Tour now as well, so make sure you check them out. You, you know the drill, you know, nothing's changed in the respect that all of these great Spurs channels that are still around and have been <laughs> around while I've been off. Make sure you check all of those out. I'll be back on Monday, hopefully talking about a win over Pompey and a favourable FA Cup draw, and we can look ahead to the Man City and Arsenal games. So until then, come on, you Spurs. Thanks so much for watching, for everybody who joined in the live chat and added comments. Before you go, please leave a like and hit the subscribe button if you haven't already. Also, please hit that notification bell. That will give you a notification every time we're about to go live, and it's all completely free. For those who missed the live show, you can catch this whenever you want on Let's Talk Tottenham's YouTube channel. Please also hit the like, subscribe, and notification bell. And everybody, please leave feedback, comments, suggestions in the comments section for those of you who listen to the audio podcast, thank you so much for listening. Anyone who wants that audio podcast, you can pick that up wherever you get the podcast from. We're back Mondays, 7.30pm UK time, and Fridays, 12.30pm UK time. Alternatively, if you go to Twitter, at LTalkTottenham, Instagram, Let's Talk Tottenham Podcast, you can find all the information there. Anyone who wants something a little bit different, also do a magic show. So I do one trick a week, which drops Wednesday, 7.30pm UK time. This is magic on YouTube is where you'll find that. But in the meantime, come on you Spurs. <laughs>